Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. You like fucking cold, which I'm like, I love the cold. I like layering. I do too. Let me see the weather tomorrow. Let's look it up. Tampa. Tomorrow it will be. I mean, for us, this is cold. I know for other uh, people always complain when I'm like, it's 58 is cold. For me, it's cold. I'm like, I'm like, my bones are not built for anything under 70 degrees. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Our, yeah, it's going to get a little colder. Although tomorrow the high is 69. Tomorrow, yeah, the, tomorrow the high is 75 for us, but the low is 58, and that usually starts at, like, 5 p.m. It starts getting cold. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, tornado launch. Cute. <laughs> I don't think we have a tornado. We have a precipit- thunderstorm and rain warning, though, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we don't ever actually... Mm, that's a lot, because I remember when we had that hurricane that was, like, big two years ago... There were tornadoes in New Orleans, but, like, otherwise, there's not really. Like, it's kind of more in the outskirts. Yeah, we used to get tornado warnings all the time in school, but I've never actually seen a tornado ever in my life. I've seen water spouts, which is a tornado on the water, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah, no tornadoes. Thank God, right? I know, for real. That's something that I'm like, at least hurricanes, we can, like, know they're coming. But, like, tornadoes and, like earthquakes and shit like that you can only have so much warning yeah you can like guess a little bit but (laughs) But not enough to evacuate or anything i don't know um anyways yeah we're recording though so (laughs) that'll be our opening talking about hurricane (laughs) we're in like the two hubs of it basically so tbh yeah if you're gonna if you want some rain come to louisiana or florida (laughs) Yeah, it's going to, you don't know what the weather's going to be in an hour. It might mm-hmm. rain. It might snow. It might, like, be so hot you pass out. You never know. <laughs> you don't know. It might hail. There yeah. was one time it hailed, like, I think last year in, like, the middle of the day. And I was like, so what? So what do we got going on? <laughs> one time when I lived, when I was working at Disney, it was hailing and like the hail, I remember we walked outside, which like you're not supposed to do when it's hailing, but we were like, whoa, none of us had ever seen hail before. And we all looked over, like, whoa, this is so cool. And it was like, I remember it was like as big as a quarter, like one of the pieces. We we're like, whoa, we should keep it. And we left it in the fridge or the <laughs> freezer. And like our friend from New York was like, that is the most southern thing I've ever seen. And we were like, hell yeah. We're like, this is a specimen for us to study. It is. Ice on the ground. <laughs> Poor K. For real. Mm-mm. Yeah, I love what it. Wait, Poor K means why, right? Yeah. Okay. Period. I was. I was like, I yeah. I know some words, and I took it for two yeah. years, but I only know basic things <laughs> because school okay, doesn't teach you how to speak it. It teaches you how to take a test on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love, and that's a great transition because our guest is Latino Queen, <laughs> Ali. What up, everybody? We're back. We are. Jesus Christ! Do you want to tell everybody <laughs> the struggle? This is like our third time trying to record this because the first time I messed it up because I 
didn't have my sound on and we thought there was a problem with the microphone but it was all on me so then our second try we recorded for like over two hours huh mm-hmm. and then hour and a half two hours yeah yeah like and then the sound was bad so now here we are third time third time's a charm yeah you know we have our ideas more concrete now maybe yeah. we won't get as derailed I highly doubt it, but we're going to try. We're going to try to stay on topic this time. We're going to try our very best, but luckily we both like what we're talking about a lot. and We don't mind talking about it a second or third or as many times as the universe wants us to talk about it. We just want us to keep talking about Saltburn. It's the year of Saltburn. I just want to say I have it up on my phone and they have the genre of this film as thriller comedy. That's a little I mean, questionable. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Like, mm, I don't know about all that. Com- uh, I would say dark comedy. Very dark. Yeah, dark comedy. And like, I guess thriller. You kind of don't know it's a thriller till like the end, though. Kinda. Yeah, because it's also not even a murder mystery because... It's there's no mystery. She tells yeah. you the answer, so it's you know, just sure. murder. Yeah. <laughs> also, spoilers. We're not gonna be light on this. We're gonna talk about all the spoilers, all the scenes from the movie. So if you haven't watched it, please go watch it before listening to us talk. Period. Look at you, Miss Professional Podcaster. <laughs> I know. It's just it's, it's coming to me. Now Period. that we cleared we our brains. <laughs> I'm also like thinking because I'm like watch somebody listen to this and you and I would both be like this person dies at the end and like be like oh that's a spoiler by the way and then (laughs) someone who has seen it be like oh cool great now I know how the movie ends yeah it is kind of hard to not get spoiled for this movie though even a little bit because of how much it's talked about on TikTok (laughs) yeah yeah and like I even saw like um at the Golden Globes last night they one of the interviewers was just going around to every actor being like, Saltburn, Saltburn. So, like, everybody knew about it. And they're all like, then the guy brought out the the bathtub candles, the ones that's like, smells like Jacob Elordi's bath water. Period. And all of them were like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, they all knew about it. And like, it's so meta to me when celebrities know about other movies. I know they're just people that know about movies, but when they acknowledge other movies, something about it, I'm just like, crazy it's crazy you watch a movie but you're in movies (laughs) i get what you mean though it's kind of like you how you don't see teachers when you see teachers outside Mm -hmm. of school and you're just like you "You live in the school though like (laughs) like it just doesn't it it at the end of the day famous people are just people that have cool jobs but like Mm -hmm. it just feels like they all they do is go make movies and go to award shows and then go home like they don't do anything in between (laughs) watch anything they just go home plug themselves in and then reboot when it's time facts say that usb drive literally (laughs) but it was cool to see them all like beaten on a joke like they were all like oh my god like even there was one person who was like i haven't seen it but i know about the bathtub scene and then they showed them the candle and they were like oh shit So it was cool. I was like, oh my god, our little movie. Everybody knows about it. I mean, our it's little like, cult classic. Yeah, I'm like, I know it's popular, but I'm like, our little baby. People are I mean, about it. Yeah, it made 18 mil. That's not bad. Yeah, chump change. 
Yeah, for Emerald. Emerald and Margot. Because I did. I the only time I realized Margot Robbie produced this was the second time I watched it. I feel like I knew that, but like I'm also kind of surprised hearing that now. Like I'm like I'm sure somewhere in the back of my mind that information was stored, but it was. They not flashed the her name up there very quickly at the very beginning, and there's so much going on in the opening at Oxford that like it's yeah. very easy to get distracted and not read That's any of the so- names. I'm so proud. This Margo is just like rocking it. She slayed. Did you see her outfit last night? It was so cute for that like yeah. homage to the Barbie. And then when she changed into the Barbie at night outfit. I want. I loved it. Loved it. I love so, camp. I love camp fashion like that. Yeah, it was like, and like I didn't even realize it was a Barbie outfit. Like I was just like, that's a cute outfit. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like someone be like, oh, it's a Barbie outfit. And I was like, a fucking course. That's amazing. It's her whole. She's like, I will now dress like a Barbie for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> As she should. As she should. Only her could do that and get away with it so flawlessly. Facts. Um. Before we hop into this, I just want to say that that fucking monologue last night was rough. <laughs> I I am like, okay, so my mom and I were watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. We have like a person of color mm-hmm. like uh, doing this. But I was also like, and I'm like, okay, I, I want to be forgiving because he only had 10 days to prepare mm-hmm. all this shit. But I was like, you're telling me that that was the best they could come up with. And it was like, not only that, he didn't really deliver the jokes well. Like, you could tell, like, nobody was laughing. And, I, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I didn't write that one. I'm like, mm, yeah, but you also didn't really deliver it. Like, you just kind of ran through it. And then he was making fun of my girl Taylor Swift, and I got really pissed about it. I was like, Mm-mm. Yeah. he his Aside from the jokes being... In front of that people who worked on the movie really hard. Yeah. Like cast crew and you're just being told that your movies boiled down to this very superficial thing. Aside from that, the joke being offensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just weren't funny. Like if you strip away the offensiveness of it, the jokes aren't good. No. From a comedy standpoint. They were stale. I'm trying to even think of one that I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But it was like. Probably the funniest one was the most unoriginal one about like when he was like Oppenheimer wasn't long enough, and I was like, "We this joke has happened. It happened back in the summer. It's expired. We don't need to bring it up again." That was your funniest joke, and and then it's like again the delivery of everything. I was just like, mm, "Okay, okay." I could okay. tell whoever his writers were because I guarantee it was a team of people. There was no one under the age of forty five at that table. Yeah, it was all white men over 45 100%. If there was a woman in that room, they probably didn't listen to. Her. Yeah. They I just was disappointed. The awards though, I was pretty happy with everybody that won. Mm-hmm. Like same. My succession babies pulled it through. Loved it. Loved it. I was sad about Pedro, but I'm like this is deserved. Like I'll give them that. And like I loved like I think Golden Globes are like getting better about being more diverse and like more open to like other stuff. Yeah. But they got a long but way to go. I'm trying to, I don't want to fuck up her name. The Native American goddess. Oh, uh, that one. Was it Lily? I almost want to say it's Lily. 
I'm more scared I'm going to say somebody's name, but it's somebody I know in real life. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be like, no, I think it's Lily Gladstone. Yep, it's Lily Gladstone. Period. Her speech was beautiful. So good. I was so excited. I almost started crying when she was up there. Oh, I was so, so proud of her. I was like, oh, my God. She really did her big one. Like, the fact that you, like took a a Scorsese film and said this is my movie is like a feat in and of itself (laughs) I loved it I loved it that was awesome and beef beef I was so happy it won like oh yeah 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 um the I'm happy um the bear oh and the bear loved it loved them yeah I was pretty happy with all the wins um not surprised Oppenheimer won the big one I don't think it needed that, but whatever. I mean, I understand why it got it. I'm not an idiot. Film standpoint, I fully understand why I got that award. Mm -hmm. Do I personally think it should have gone to somebody else? Absolutely. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Like, I'm like, I totally get it. I respect it. Mm -hmm. But I disagree. Respectfully, disagree. Respectfully. I really hope we get another La La Land mishap at the oscars and they're gonna say oppenheimer and it's actually like barbie (laughs) you even imagine barb and oh on oppenheimer i want to have that please can we do a duel can we split it down the middle and make half of it pink yeah please what if they just did that that would be kind of iconic that would be very can you imagine if like you're not supposed to know who wins and you show up and they have certain ones are pink and it's like i guess who who won that category <laughs> that would be so cute i would like to speak with mr oscar about this idea i would mr and mrs oscar also the golden globe statues look so cheap now they look also so like bulky like and everyone kept putting them down because they're like this is heavy and i was like yeah y'all need to put like a table or some or make them like look like thinner or something they just looked like yeah they a gold dildo or something (laughs) it do it do be giving that because they used to be square yeah on the bottom and then it Mm -hmm. was square on the top and then it was just like the ball and it was like actually shiny and these look Mm -hmm. like they're made out of plastic yeah but also heavy (laughs) it's probably like those little trophies you get when you're like a participation award in soccer or some shit because those should be heavy. You could like hurt somebody with those. No, because facts like the my orchestra trophies are sharp and heavy, and I'm like, it's for why? And for what reason? For what? We're children. Protect just, the children. Just children with music in our hearts. Why are you giving <laughs> us these pointy trophies? <laughs> what does need a trophy though? Great, I'm yeah. on a roll with segways. It's all burn. I was, I was literally about to say. That was such a good segue. Thank you. I'm trying. I, I, sh- I should do stand-up. I mean, I could have probably done a better fucking monologue than yeah. whatever his name was last night. Yeah, we could have both written up. one. Yeah. Unprepared, walked up there, and just like... <laughs> Improv. <laughs> yeah. Any, they could have picked any comedian out of the audience, and they would have slayed. Yeah. Even like Will Ferrell or something. Like I used to be like, Will Ferrell's overrated, but now I'm like, I think he could do it. There's a reason why people are overrated. It's because they're good. Yeah, true. I got a lot of more respect for him when he was in Barbie. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I like you. I like you. Anyways, though. Yeah. Anyway, Saltburn. Saltburn. I'm trying to, it's murder on the dance floor. 
<laughs> met on the dance floor. That one. That's a good song. Oh my god. The whole uh, the whole soundtrack eats. It's on my Spotify. Wait. I play it all the time. <laughs> Wait, that's such a good idea because it's like the mix of like two thousands music, but like also like uh, the score it has, like delicious orchestral. It's and it's in order too. Oh my god! I love how it plays in the movie. God, I love that. I love that. I'm saying play it all the time. There's a song. My favorite song is called "The Maze," and it's that song when. Um, Rosen Pike finds Felix in the maze mm-hmm. and she screams it's that song that the the usage and the swelling of notes in this soundtrack is crazy mm-hmm. for tension it's ridiculous and it's usually like four notes it's nothing crazy like how Oppenheimer's score was like fucking a million notes every two seconds yeah but it, this one is very subtle and it's a lot of um it's just it's just gorgeous like he ate yeah i don't know much about scores but i was just like i like this <laughs> and that's cool too you would know you would know more than me i'd just be like mm, i'll listen to that while i study i got like a study li- playlist of just scores period i don't know nothing about music you gotta send me them and i'll i'll tell you about it. <laughs> okay. i'm not like an expert i'm as i i was an expert when i was like 14 but i haven't played the violin in a long time so i've forgotten a lot of it but i can still read sheet music so <laughs> more than me i can play ode to joy with one hand and that's about <laughs> it on the piano that's a sleigh though you should pop that out at a party yeah or oh, go to like a bar I in do. new orleans and be like guys i, 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 I have a song <laughs> Y'all want to see a trick? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bring a recorder. We'll be a duo. Yeah. That would be a duo. That would be it good. Would. There's a score for our next movie. It's all recorder. That would be, that would kind of eat. It's all recorder yeah. and like a little Tyke's piano. <gasps> that would be amazing. <laughs> Do it for a horror movie. That would be. Oh. That would to eat. I'm trying to think. Well, no, because I don't think did uh, Skinnamarink had that stupid ass little phone that little kid phone you know that toy phone oh, with the eyes yeah that, yeah but i don't think it had like kid music in it i don't I really don't remember so. that movie uh-uh you need to watch it again <laughs> there's like a whole like like when we were talking about this the, the second time we attempted our recording it like made me realize like when we we're talking about movies i'm like there's so many movies i gotta like re-watch like mm-hmm. that are like stored up here but i don't remember them like the lobster um, there was another one. I was like, oh, I gotta rewatch that. There's so many that I'm like, and you just like sit, take time for myself, and just watch those movies, including Saltburn. And we, you watch Saltburn in between all of the other ones yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to cleanse your palate. <laughs> Honestly, we could do like, because I know we talked about this last time. Like, we're like, it's almost like multiple movies in one. So, like, it's like mm-hmm. watch the first quarter, then watch another movie, and then watch the second quarter, and then watch another movie, and then watch a third quarter of Saltburn, and then watch another movie. Because <laughs> it, it changes, yeah, it changes genre, and that's something that Emerald Farrell, the amazing, fantastic director, did mm-hmm. so well. She it went from being this like dark academia, like um, coming of age. I think we yeah yeah like coming of age British skins almost like mm-hmm. type British film to being like a mystery because you find out people are lying and people aren't telling the truth and then people start dying and it mm-hmm. becomes an absolute horror show. <laughs> you realize the whole time you're watching a social climber literally murder his way to the top. 
eat the rich. They hate literally and figuratively. No, period. The they, he ate the rich metaphorically. He really did. And kind of physically. Yeah. He, he did. Yeah. He do be doing that. Hey, everybody yeah. got, and that was another thing I told you last time that I really loved about this film is that sexuality isn't really discussed. It's just like mm -hmm. everybody gets with everybody, and that's yeah. fine. Like there's like no labels or like boundaries. Everybody's just kind of like, oh, they're hooking up now. Cool. Oh, they're they're doing that. Cool. It's like, oh, he's fucking a grade. Nice. Like <laughs> dirt? Question mark. <laughs> I'm into dirt. I mean, I have a dirt fetish. Is that a real thing? Let me Google it. Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it fucking is. Dirt. It's got to be on, like, a My Strange Addiction. Like, there were people that fucked their cars. There's probably people that are like, I love this one patch of dirt. Something about Oh, my God. I literally read a Tessa Bailey book where this guy was like, I want you to put your knees in the dirt while I fuck you. And I was like, why? This is new for me. This is new for me because she was a gardener. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And um, they literally, like, fucked him. Like, he was like, get your knees all dirty. And I was like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God, it was so funny. Um, For anyone wondering, it was for um, Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. It was I might have to check that out things. just for that one part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, like, multiple times. It's not just, like, a one-off thing. He, like, talks on, like, ongoingly. About like her dirty knees and like fucking her in the dirt. He has a, he has salirophilia salirophilia, which is maybe Arnold the, read that book, right? Like, you know what? Or no, she showed it to Barry, and then Barry <laughs> was like, "You know what? I, I just got this random idea, like just random. I definitely did not read a book and think, wow, I might be into that. I what if I fucked a grave?" You know, just for what fun. If, what if, besties? Just have fun, you know? Yeah, just have fun. You know, just be crazy. A silly goose. <laughs> be a silly girl. Um, speaking of Barry, our king Barry, um, let's go through the cast in this movie. So, yes. obviously, leading us through the trenches is uh, Barry Keoghan, the Irish king. Our little cherub angel baby. He, he very much is, because he has very harsh facial features but he has like the face of a child <laughs> yeah he literally looks like he'd be painted on the ceiling of a cathedral for real he's including his nice height in yeah he's got great skin great eyes i'd put him in my pocket <laughs> he's so cute he's, he's 31 so cute. which is crazy how is he older yeah. than us that's like scary but i'm also like intrigued I'm intrigued by him. He's he also was like very good at being like all of a sudden like he'd be like, you're like, oh, he's so innocent. And then all of a sudden he's like dark and sexy. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? It was very, his character uh, flipped a switch heavy multiple times because oh he my would God, go yeah. from being just like, because he, he opens up the movie being very awkward and weird. Shy, and shy, introverted, and, like, mm -hmm. sweet and innocent. And then he becomes this manipulative, dark, like, twisted person. Like, the fact that he was so okay about lying about the death of his dad and, you know, literally putting a nail in the bike of, like, Felix's tire. Like, 
it's just so many things. I mean, pulling out the fucking breathing tube at the end of the movie, like, that's just, like, if you told me that his character at the beginning of the movie would finish, like, by pulling out a breathing tube and then dancing around naked around the manor, I would have been like, nah. (laughs) Nah, not this little innocent sweet boy with Harry Potter glasses. No, no, no. The little glasses. How tall is he? I don't know. Let me look. I'm going to get this. Five, five. I think I'll be generous and I'll say five seven. Okay. Okay. I'll be what we got? There is no way he's five eight. There is absolutely no way. IMDB, you're a liar. You're lying for this man. This man must be on Tinder because he's lying about his height. Fact. This is not correct. This is not correct. I am five four and I feel like I'm taller than him. <laughs> I'm five foot and a half but i round it to five one because i'm a big girl and i can do that yeah. <laughs> um because you know what apparently barry is rounding up i i don't believe that i love him but i'm also like there's no way i've seen you stand i know jacob alordi is a tall ass man but most of the pe- guys he plays opposite of in this movie uh archie medekwe who plays farley and yeah. jacob alordi who plays felix they're both six four and there are many times in this movie where they do wide shots of them standing right in front of each other and Barry has to go like this and look up like a baby child to look up at them. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up the receipts because you're not going to tell me this man is not a foot shorter than Jacob Elordi. Like, mm-mm. He also like had, was sitting in that chair. It was a regular ass chair and he couldn't reach the ground, which Aww. I would be like that too. But you're telling me he's 5'8 and he couldn't reach the ground? He looked good at the Golden Globes last night, though. I like yeah, his little so spiky high. hair. The little earring. Mm. He's giving Delicious. alternative bestie. He looked like he should work in the Capitol. This man, oh my god, the brightness. Not the brightness. <laughs> this man. Oh, I'll post that picture on the Instagram. <laughs> like, you can't tell me that this is not. I also, like, I don't know math. But I'm going to guess that that's not eight inches. That that cannot yeah. be eight inches. That cannot. There That's is no so way. short. He only comes up to his, like where his neck starts on his body. Literally, if and I'm sure they was, both have shoes that have at least a two inch lift in them because that's how dress shoes work for men. Like you're telling me, this man's head alone is like not covering at least half a foot. It, of yeah. Height? Look at this one. Look at this one. No, oh, <laughs> he's a little baby boy. There's no way that he's 5'8". I, we need to get on that. Somebody somebody who knows how to do math. Yeah. Or just like run into him. Tell me how tall you are. Take a picture next to him. Run away. If you know, if for some reason you're listening to this and you know him and you know your height and you stood next to him, <laughs> tell so, us the difference. We won't spread it. Mm-mm. We're not trying to... No, we don't know nobody that works at TMZ. This is not going to get to anybody. <laughs> we just want to know about our good friend Barry. Our good big, our good Irish, not big, tiny Irish boy. <laughs> a little baby Irish cherub angel boy who is amazing. He was, was so stunning. good. He is and great. You to to, like Timothy Chalamet was thought up. Like they originally probably- when it was came around to casting, I think Jacob Alordi got cast first, mm-hmm. and then. 
I think he was just talking with Emerald Pharrell and Emerald was like, I want Timothy Chalamet to play Oliver. Because again, if you're going to get a weird man, you need a weird white boy. Then yeah. usually it's like Timothy Chalamet, Barry, or like fucking Kiernan Culkin, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just all rotate between all the weird tiny white boy roles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, Barry just captured that like innocence, but also darkness side to him mm-hmm. so well. Like I, I don't, I can't even imagine anybody else playing him. I can't real. either. There's a lot of times where I watch movies and I'm like, that role could have been played by anybody, but everyone in this movie was cast mm-hmm. so perfectly to where I was like, if someone else played them, it would have been a completely different character. Yeah, I even like Jacob Lordy, who I'm scared of him. But also find him attractive. I think he did Felix very well. I think he was perfect for that role of like that like punk boy, and you're not really sure of him. Like it's so funny going in. Um, by the way, segue, Jacob mm-hmm. Lordy playing Felix. Our next, our he's next in line to talk about. Full of segues. Um, he like, and when we when I first started the movie and like going into the movie, I was like, okay, this is gonna be a cult movie where Jacob mm-hmm. Lordy. His character takes Barry's character and brings him back to his cult family and they murder him or something. And then there was all these like hints that were like said or like hints dropped that were like making me think, oh, he's the bad guy. He's a bad guy. And also I'm like, it's Jacob Lordy. He usually plays a fucked up guy. <laughs> and then the fact that they like flipped the switch and it was like he was the one that was like, no, he was actually innocent in all of this. He was the only real one in all of this. I was like bamboozled. Amazing. He did, right. yeah. He was one of the only like people that I genuinely liked in this movie. I liked everybody mm-hmm. as far as performances, but characters, a lot of yeah. them were irritating. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, exactly. And Felix like, was like nice, exactly. As and like, much, I, to an extent, to an extent, like yeah. he was like definitely a little shit, but I'm also like, mm-hmm. it makes sense for his character. He grew up in a wealthy family, he's going to this mm-hmm. posh school. It's like his school's already paid for. He has all these friends. He has lots of money. Like it made sense. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, I don't, he was just so good in it. I loved him. Loved he ate it, it up. And loved him as Felix. He, he's, he brings like, cause a lot of the times when guys are typecast in these roles of like the bad boy, mm-hmm. cause he has, he, he, I'm not saying that like he's a bad actor, but he's, he is currently in his bad boy era because every character mm-hmm. he plays is a horrible person at their core. Yep. But he manages to make it not seem like typecasting because mm-hmm. he just, I forget the stuff that he's done before when I watch him in new stuff, like in Priscilla, yeah. I forgot about Saltburn. I forgot mm-hmm. about freaking um, euphoria. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the kissing booth, which apparently he wants booth. us all to forget about because he doesn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, please wipe that from our memories. Jesus Christ. But that's a very talented thing to do to like yeah. to you know, like even though Johnny Depp is a very talented actor, I still remember that it's Johnny Depp every time that I watch it. Yeah, like you go in being like this is a character for Don- Johnny Depp whereas like Jacob kind of stepped into this like role not as himself but like as the character, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, yeah. he filled the role of the character, not just the character was made for him, you know? Facts. Like, I f- he probably didn't audition for this movie. But yeah. if you told me he did, I'd be like, I see that. Yeah. And I, I think it's, like, like, 
What are you going to say? Oh, no, you're good. You can say it first. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, it's like, I think it goes back to like, like casting him in a role that was like a little different from stuff he's done before. Like, yeah, he's like the popular boy, but like this time he's like actually like, like I said earlier, like he was real and he was like emotional and like he like if you look at everybody in the movie everybody was like a very campy exaggerated version of a person and like jacobs was like the truly like the only like person i would actually think to know in real life you know you can meet him at a target a fancy yeah. target the goth yeah. target in new york but <laughs> yeah the goth but there is it's like a it, have you seen that mm-hmm it's hold on like all black yeah they put it in an old building like that's not made to be a target (laughs) i love that love hold on or maybe i'm tripping balls oh no i'm not tripping balls it's this hold on let me turn this damn brightness down the fuck Right there, it is. It's like oh my god, like a cathedral building, but they made it into a target. <laughs> That's cool. Right, we got to go to Goth Target now. That's on the bucket list. I'm gonna go. Right, Mm-mm. I love weird, like landmarks like that. Like instead yeah. of going to like an actual Broadway show, you're like go to a Goth theater. Like there's a ton of stuff here where I'm like, let's go to the haunted cemetery. Let's go to the freaking lighthouse let's go to the the places where they filmed edward scissorhands because that's literally over there like that's so cool (laughs) right um okay next player in our thing rosamund pike who looked gorgeous last night with her veil oh my god and it was on brand it was amazing so good she was perfect for this role like she kind of crazy but you like still like her and you're like, okay, she kind of like doesn't have a grip on reality, but that's okay. That's okay. She's very aloof. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. And I think that's like the perfect word. world. Yeah, perfect word to describe her character. Like from beginning to end, just aloof. Like just going through everything. Like, oh my god. Yeah, and to be able to, because she thinks that she's normal. And when you yeah. have care, and you mentioned it earlier, like everyone in this movie is an exaggeration of a character, and that's kind of the point. Um, mm-hmm. Because Emerald has a talent of writing dialogue, and that's usually something that's focused a lot on in theater. She writes like p- she would write a play. I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's how this movie reads. It's like she wrote it not thinking of the medium that it would be in, and then it just so happens that it happened to be a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Because this movie is very dialogue heavy, and so yes, very. Roseman, to be able to, like, I feel like if you gave this part to somebody like Helena Bonham Carter, she would have made it, like, a caricature. And it's very easy to do that with the stuff that she has to say in this movie. But when you believe, like, oh, yeah, this is my character's reality and this is what they do every day, then it comes Mm -hmm. across as more real and more natural, even though you're saying the most outlandish shit possible. (laughs) Yeah. And she... She, like, displayed that so well, I think. Like, I just think she literally looked like... Like, it's so crazy that you say that now because now I think about, like, the way she dresses. You know, her reaction to everything is so, like, she's in a play. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so interesting. Like, think back to, like, her character is so like that. Like, she seems like she just walked off a stage, like, 100%. Like, she just, like, is kind of flighty, doesn't really know what's going on and like 
always dresses like kind of too extravagantly and like for everything even when there's everything. that scene where they're going in to sit by the lake to like hang out with all of them mm-hmm. when she starts talking about the Beatles and all that how they wrote a song yeah. about her and that's when we find out Pamela died yeah very briefly um everyone mm-hmm. else is in like normal swim trunks and like yep. Venetia's in a bikini and they're all just like sunbathing and then she comes out in this full dress and like Mm-hmm. shawl and then the dad came out in full khakis and a long sleeve shirt yeah like the parents are crazy they're both like that yeah they're both like and like think about like when felix died it was almost like they they were like line like what what, what do we do our son is dead um we weren't expecting this like how do we act how do we react facts mm-hmm. bro that's so mm-hmm. like damn we're we're, we're so smart <laughs> I know. I know. And it, it took us only three tries to get to this point where we're actually spitting out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> spitting out. We're shit. spitting out cohesive, like, assessments of this film instead of being like, yeah. Barry's so fine. <laughs> so good. Like, I thought he was good and she was good. You know, it's, bi- it's bigger than that. It's more. It is. More- it's more in depth. Um and then we have Allison Oliver, who I've literally never seen in anything else. And I looked up her um, biography thing to see if I knew any of her things on her resume. And I do not. They're all random British movies. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I don't. so good in this. She's only 26. Are you serious? I thought no, she was I feel like a failure. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I've done nothing. <laughs> she looks like a luxurious model in her 30s living in 97 oh my god i'm older than her oh my god and she's irish which is also very impressive that majority of the people in this movie do not have their own accents which is like very impressive oh god yeah that's so true basically yeah Yeah, because barry's irish jacob is australian yeah, yeah. Uh, Venetia, that's her character's name. Allison is Irish, too. Rosamund Pike was the only one that had her real accent. Mm-hmm. And the dad. Yeah. Yeah. And Farley, Farley is... British. Oh, He's British. British, but he plays an American, which was like... Oh, yeah, so there we go. It's funny to me that she could have cast an American, and she was like, I'm going to make this harder on everybody. <laughs> and he did it so well. He did him and him and Allison, who plays Venetia. Um, they were like those two characters could have just been side characters, and they took mm-hmm. them and made them their own. Like when you when you have me leaving a movie theater, being like, I want movies on those two people. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, like that. Their characters were just, and like I think it also goes to like Emerald's writing for them. Like she gave them two of the best monologues in the whole movie Girl. and like yes. for, for that to be given to side characters just shows like how she was like these two actors can shine and i'm gonna give them their moment for real facts they really came through because her whole bathtub monologue mm-hmm. that felt like it lasted about two hours but i'm pretty sure it was only like eight minutes mm-hmm was like the most she talked in the whole movie, I think. Because yeah. <laughs> she she had scenes, but like I feel like she had very quick little one-liners to come out and mm-hmm. be like, "You're Felix's toy." Yeah. Like why? Uh, Farley can have anything he wants. Like she was kind of there just to like 
feed off of everybody else. But that was yeah. her moment. Like she was mm-hmm. in that damn bathtub and she said, this is my stage. <laughs> this is my <laughs> renaissance. This is my Beyonce renaissance tour. <laughs> yes. And she owned it. She did awesome. I loved her. She's she was so cool. And it's like from the beginning, she like felt like a standout, even for a side character, which like it, by the end, they're not really side characters. They're like main characters at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like so cool to see that in a cast like this, like, especially because she, technically she doesn't come into like what two thirds of the movie. Uh, yeah, because she's not at the school with them, is she? Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh no, because the first time they meet her is when they when she's in that chair and she like mm-hmm. looks at him, and then for some yeah. reason he lies and is like, when Rosemary Pike's like, "Have you met Venetia?" and he's like, "No." You two literally stare at each other, but yeah. I mean, maybe he just didn't know because there were hella people in that house. So maybe he didn't know if there were more people. It's a big ass house. I bet there's some kind of symbolism behind that. But my little brain can't pick it up. Facts. And that's a good segue too into our next part. This movie has hella symbolism. Yes. So much delicious. It's amazing how everything is connected. And the first time you watch it. It connects a little bit, and then the second time you watch it, it connects even more. And I feel like yep. you pick up more and more things the more that you watch it, which is very yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, so, like, one of those movies that, like, you couldn't look away from. And, like, I I appreciate that because I feel like most of the time now it's, like, I can walk away from a movie and then come back and I'm, like, oh, nothing happened. Whereas this, you really had to watch it. And then not only that, by the time you get to the end, you're, like, okay, now I want to rewatch it. Because, like, I missed all this other shit. And then you want to, like, I want to rewatch it again right now. Because, like, I did read this, like, whole article about the Minotaur. And I think it's Theseus. Like, I can't pronounce his name. But um, Greek mythology of it all. Like, I, and then it's, like, also Felix is supposed to be, like, Icarus flying too close to the sun. And I'm, like, oh, sense of his wings. He has wings yeah. for his costume. Like, that and I told you in the last one that, that this is very similar to Killing of a Sacred Deer, which mm-hmm. is also based on a Greek tragedy and also stars Barry Keoghan. Um, mm-hmm. And in that film, uh, this isn't a spoiler, this is the main synopsis, but basically Colin Farrell's a surgeon and he accidentally kills Barry's dad during an operation. And so he kind of takes him in under his wing as like a son a little bit. And so then Barry poisons his whole family and says you have to choose which one of your family members dies and then I'll like give you the cure to what's killing them because I lost somebody so the only way to make this equal is if you also lose somebody and that's reminiscent of this old Greek tragedy I forget what everybody's names are but basically this guy had an army and then they were stuck on this island and the only way to get off of the island was him to sacrifice his only daughter to this goddess who would help them like win the war or whatever it's a whole thing so the fact that barry has committed familicide in two movies <laughs> is insane that's a bit of a red flag my man that's a bit Facts. of a red flag interesting was that for him though he said typecast me as the weird little guy he's like yeah if i'm not the last one standing i don't want to be there <laughs> i don't want this is in my movie <laughs> yeah mm-mm it's not my movie if everyone else isn't dead by the end. Facts. And, like, it was really cool when the end dropped and you found out, like, how 
intricate he did everything like oh, everything God, yeah. was purposeful to take out this whole family like he popped the hole in the tire he the money he like pretended mm-hmm. he didn't have money to buy a round of drinks for everybody mm-hmm. uh he pretended to go to that cafe by accident the one that rosamund pike's character was going to all the time like it's so it's so so smart like oh my god he so doesn't good. know about plot holes yeah she Mm-mm. said Sorry to this man. I don't know him. Plot holes who? Yeah. We're going to wrap everything up. And that takes, as from even, not even just a filmmaking standpoint, but from a writing standpoint, is insane. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes there are plot holes in books that just happen because you wrote the first chapter so long ago that you forget fucking everything Mm -hmm. that you wrote by the time you get to the end of it. And you're like, oh, I never went back to this thing. Well, it's already written. Like, yeah. And I can't really redo the whole thing. So you just got to pick and choose. But this one, it's like everything, every shot was intentional. And that yes. is insane. Like when they're having the dinner after, right after Felix dies or breakfast or lunch or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it foreshadows the death because Venetia yes. spills all that wine. And that's the same as her bathtub overflowing later on. And then Rosamund Pike's character chokes on food for like half a second and she dies because the breathing tube gets ripped out Mm -hmm. of her throat. So, and then the dad is like stressed out and I think he just died from how stressed out he was from the whole situation. Yeah. So. So cool. Insane. And then the red over everybody, like the Mm -hmm. red at the party, like all the colors were symbolic and like, oh my God, just everything. It was so cool. Or like, my favorite one is the not only the maze being like a plot device, but the little puppet thing that like literally when Oliver first goes to the house, that's like one of the first thing he touches is like little puppet thing. And it has four different little figures in it. And then at the end, that's what he's dancing naked around. And it has the rocks with the each person who died on top of it. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so good. Love that. So smart. It's like, mm-hmm. She's a visionary genius. Like, we are living yeah. amongst a legend, and that is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And she also was really good about show, don't tell, mm. mm-hmm. which, like, again, you have to pay attention to it. Like, things like when he was taking out, like, he was talking with the dad about, um, like, the old pottery or whatever. Like, it was, like, a two-parter because, one, they don't really, he doesn't really say, like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's, like, that artist pottery and the dad's like oh really you like it and then they show him like reading the book about it in the Mm -hmm. bedroom and then he like i I think the dad says something about like oh yeah it's priceless and all this and then that comes in later with farley when he tries to like make farley look like he's selling it like i'm like oh my god that's full circle i didn't even realize that see Mm -hmm. i like that's crazy yeah Yeah. lots of show don't tell it even like there's a shot when they're for the very first time they have dinner um mm-hmm. venetia's telling some story about how somebody died and mm-hmm. you can see felix walk by the window outside which is a which is a, a homage to at the end of the movie when felix or close to the end when felix dies and they have to roll his body by the window and oh they say do you want to close the window Think about that. It's so cool. It's like a quick, like, two. if you're not looking at the window, and there's a shit ton of stuff happening at the window, too. Like, there's gardeners mm-hmm. and all this stuff, but 
it's like a very quick shot. It's very Tyler Durden esque, mm-hmm. where they like put him in for one frame and then take him out. But that is so cool. I didn't realize that. Until yeah, now. Like, that makes because I remember both those scenes, and I was just like, okay, and like, <laughs> especially that scene was crazy when they were like oh, we have to, like, let's close the curtains. We have to wheel him by. And, oh, my God, that whole scene was nuts. That, Felix's death, I think, bummed me out the most because mm-hmm. he they built him up to be this, like, light of this whole family. Like, he's yeah. clearly the golden child. And it's evident by how the parents talk about Venetia. And I know Farley's not their kid, but they treat him like their kid. And, yeah. you know, they're they're very much, like, he is he's gonna i mean i would they don't even live in the hood so i can't even say he's gonna get us out the hood but (laughs) he's he's like our whole family's name is on this kid's back and like he brings the light and the love and the joy into this family and like he's their only connection to quote-unquote the real world and real Mm -hmm. society and then when he's gone it's like well what's the point of anything else yeah. And I think that's why it fucked everybody up so much. I mean, Venetia and Farley had normal reactions to his death, which was to sob. And then the yeah. parents were just like, so what? Okay. What do do? How do we act? How do we What react? now? <laughs> yeah. like, they, like, I feel like they didn't accept the reality of it. And like, it what never really set in for them, I guess. Cause like, I mean, the mom was like, just like, acted the way she did all the way to the end when she like ran into Oliver in the cafe and she's just like, Oh my God, like I missed you. Oh, you should come back to the manor. And I'm like, girl, like I, how are you like, okay with like this kid who was like the last known person to be seen with your son alive. And like, like, and you want him back in your life. Like how, how even, you know, and The one time Rosamund Pike's character shows emotion in this entire movie is the second she finds Felix because she screams. Mm -hmm. And then immediately she's like, well, we're back to this. We're back to it's showtime. We got mask on. Everybody in this movie's got a different masquerade mask on and it only comes off at certain points. Except for Farley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what Farley. What a good character. He's so well written. And bitch in the bunch. He, <laughs> he's a he's a queen. Oh God, yeah, yeah. He was the only one that like was calling everybody out on their bullshit, and like knew what he was about. And he was like, "Yeah, they're giving me that coin. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna use it. I still care about." Clearly, he cared about them still because when Felix died, he was like devastated. Mm-hmm. That was his best friend. Yeah. So it's like he he was well rounded and like flawed, but like in a good way. Yeah, he, him and Oliver are equals, the Mm -hmm. same people, and that's why Oliver didn't mess with him. Like, he messed with him, but he didn't kill him, and he could have very easily. And it was, like, he, since Farley, like, joined the family, like, basically pretty young, it's, like, almost like he was born into this life that Oliver wished he had been born into. Like, he's, like, Mm -hmm. my parents, one of my parents died, and, like, my mom is, like, big into like didn't he say she the mom was like an alcoholic or into drugs or something which is like mm-hmm. what farley like he was basically the life he was fabricating was similar to farley's except that he was saying he was poor when he was probably wishing he was like rich like farley and ended up like worst case scenario 
like living life. And then, oh my God, now you're living with this rich family and everything's paid for. No, no, no. Like he had the life that Oliver wanted. And then they switched because then Farley ended up getting kicked out because of the, like, what was it? Weed that he was. It was Coke. It was Coke. And then, so he's out there on the streets and then Oliver moved in. Like. Yeah. That's insane. And like. He's the only person that clocked Oliver on his bullshit the entire yep. film. And he did it consistently. Like, from yeah. the beginning, he was trying him. From the second they sat down in that bar together. And he was yep. like, no, dude, go buy his drinks. You said it's your round. Like, he's been an a-hole to him this whole time. And it's because he can see through his garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even like, Venetia was like, kind of like, more like, willing to be with him, do whatever with him until Felix died. And then it like flipped a switch. But mm-hmm. like Farley was the only one that was like from the beginning. And I remember even being kind of annoyed. I'm like, oh, give this guy a break. He doesn't have enough money. But he was like, uh-uh, no, like I'm calling bullshit. And now when I rewatched it a second time, I was like, fucking do it. Call him out. Call that motherfucker out. Like he tried mm-hmm. with that karaoke thing. But oh my God, yeah. he that didn't karaoke. work. Dude so many people were hitting Archie Medekwe up in his DMs about doing a full cover of that song that he had to post Please. on his Instagram story and say he will not be doing that and he has read all of your DMs. <laughs> oh god, that's so He funny. has a pretty voice. Yeah. That yeah, like he, two he lines he sings. Like, Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait. Multi-talented. Multi-talented queen. He... I get it. Barry's hot. Felix is hot. Or Jacob Lordy is hot. Mm-hmm. But Farley's hot too, guys. Can yeah. we please get some love for our POC yeah. king? And like him as an actor, I just love him. He's so good. And like his, we mentioned it earlier, but his monologue, which is arguably like one of the last times he talks in the movie um, before mm-hmm. he gets kicked out at the party. Which the party being Midsummer Night's Dream themed was so cute and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like he was like you, like I live here. This is my house. You just got here like a month and a half ago and have only spent the summer here. Like, what are you talking about? That I like you're gonna leave and I'm always gonna come back. And then the fact that Farley immediately gets kicked out like the day after. <laughs> Oof. Oof. And all because of fucking Oliver. All because of Oliver. Everything circles back to him, which is also very impressive how the entire movie you never you don't think it's gonna go that way, and then it does. And it's like that's also impressive in and of itself to have you second guessing what you think this movie's gonna be about. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, totally. Um we need to definitely talk about this. The the part where Felix finds out that Oliver was lying. Um, oh God, secondhand embarrassment. That's another thing in this movie that's so, so bad. So bad. And I was even like, he's in the wrong, but I still feel bad for him because this is so cringy. Like, oh my God. I wanted that to was... crawl into a hole and die when he had to sit with the parents and just like have oh. dinner and pretend to talk. And like, like the fact that like Felix was like egging it on, like yeah, we'll stay. Tell me more. Oh, you have siblings? I thought you were an only child. Oh, like thought you were like poor. Like what's? I thought you were failing, and now you're telling me you're the top of your class. Like yeah. that oh, is God. insane. And like 
if somebody did that to me in real life, I don't like how do you even still communicate with them after that? Yeah. For like and I feel like that was such a turning point for Oliver's character because I feel like at that point Oliver was like, Well now I have to get rid of him. Like I'm kinda of in love with him, so but much. I, I have to I have to get rid of him. He knows it he knows my like lies, so he's gonna get in the way of my plan. Jesus Christ. The second hand embarrassment was so bad especially during the breakfast scene with the eggs and he was like my eggs are made wrong and Mm. everybody looked at him and he had to give his plate back i would have just ate the eggs oh god oh god yeah i know i would have been like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up that part and then the scene again after felix died and they're at the table eating and he's like telling rosamund pike he's like the food is really good like he's acting totally like Felix didn't just die, and I think Farley like calls him out and is like, "What the fuck? You're a parent. Like, apparently your best friend died, and you don't really care about it. You're just like over here trying to like kiss her ass. Like, oh my god, I. And it's like crazy because it's like so often I feel like I watch movies like this with characters like Oliver, where I'm like, I'm rooting against you. I want all these bad things to happen to you, but it was so crazy because it's like I feel like at that point we were attached to him. So to see mm-hmm. him go through all of this, we were just like, oh my God, please no, please no. Like, just let it end. I don't want him to be in trouble. You feel, because again, it's the whole baby face thing. Yeah. He just yeah. looks so, you want to feel bad for him. And I think that's why they purposely put him in this role is because you, he just, it doesn't matter what he does. He could rip a feeding tube out. He could drink bathtub water. It does not matter. <laughs> should we talk about that scene, the bathtub scene? We should, because... That seems to be the only fucking thing anybody took from this movie. <laughs> I feel like everyone is just like, yeah, the bathtub movie. Like, my mom even said that last night when we were watching the Golden Globe. She's like, isn't that the bathtub movie? And I'm like, it was more than that, but okay. Okay. But you know uh-huh. what? Emerald, Emerald, like, spun off of it. She knew. She got that merch going with the bathtub cocktail thing. Yeah. But she was like, you know what? Yeah, that was weird. That was funny. I'm a, I'm a, take that and run with it like she, she, she says this a bit because she knew what she was doing putting jacob alordi in this because yeah, majority of the people watching this movie or in the people that were in the theater with me when i saw it were teenage girls yeah and they were like i want to see jacob alordi jack off in a bathtub yes please and then you weren't you expecting bamboozled. that were you you weren't expecting you, that you get bamboozled Mm-mm. And that drain, that nasty ass drain. Yeah, it's a nice bathtub though, but still, it doesn't matter. Like, I was gonna say, it's not the nice bathtub. It's, it's. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I can't, I can't. That man must have been dirty as hell, and he got all his little bits and parts in there. And you want to drink it, and then he puts his like fluids in there. And then not only that, you're gonna like you couldn't wait till like the water was still in. No, you waited till it was like almost completely drained out. So he was slurping it up. I would have much rather him tried to drink it when it was still full. Yeah. But you know what? It wouldn't have been provoking, I guess. Because, you know, it was like there was something about him just going (laughs) mouth to mouth with the drain hole. Absolutely. Slurping up. Annihilating that that drain. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Disgusting. But that shot was beautiful of him, like, kneeling into the bathtub. And I... mm, no, I was going to say I would go as far as to have that as a poster on my wall. I might. I, I think it would be kind of iconic. Because, like, if you don't, if you're not in on the joke, 
then you're like, oh, interesting, a bathtub scene. And you're like, little do you know. It's a good opener to force people to listen to my 12-hour expose about the film. <laughs> Saltburn. In the bathroom across from the bathtub. So, like, when people go to pee, they're like, oh, I saw you had, like, this picture of a bathtub in your bathroom. That's funny. And you're like, mm-hmm. Actually, it's from this movie and it's from this scene. What do you think about it now? I'm going to put a QR code on it so it scans and goes straight to the YouTube screen. <laughs> and it plays the 30 seconds. Okay, I want to be a sticker. I want a sticker of that, of the QR code, so it goes straight to that scene on the YouTube. YouTube link. Yeah. And I, I just want, like, the QR code, like, I put on my, my water bottle. And then I'll be like, yeah, you can scan it. Yeah, both of us. Go ahead. Be like... He got, this is not a Stanley Cup. I am not a, a, a basic white girly trying to get a Stanley. This is a... Who is she? It, she's just a cup I got made by my friend. Made for me. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Aaron, High Proof Designs. He, so like, he buys these cups in bulk, but he like, he could explain it way better than me. But he basically, it's like a, a laser machine that like mm-hmm. he puts the design into and then it like fire lasers whatever the fuck you want onto it and he makes a lot of really cool shit but i needed a new cup and i was like you could put whatever you want on it it could say whatever and then that's what he Genius. did because Genius. he knows me very well taco bell and spirit halloween <laughs> yeah I was about to say, those are like our two of our favorite things that's our two cultures that is equals good date so if you want to take me on a date Take me yeah. to Taco Bell and then go to your Halloween. And then we're going to go home and watch Saltburn. <laughs> you know, like TikTok where they'll be like, you take me home after the bar. And it's like you like watching the movie and explaining the entire thing. That's that's what happens. It's not us Netflix and chilling where you're going to sit and watch Saltburn and I'm going to explain everything. I'm going to pop, pop. I'm going to take you out a laser it? pointer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you can see, um, Oliver's dick is out. You know, that's symbolic of his freedom as Anyway, and the puppets. The puppets mean something. Um, let's move There's on. There's a puppet for each of them. There's four puppets. Yeah. And the four people and the four stones correlate. <laughs> Mm-mm. I love that. He, um, mm, but it's like that. Tic- one of my favorite TikToks of all time from last year was, um, I lied. We not fucking. I'm going to explain the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe to you. <laughs> So that's me, but with this movie, I lied. I told you to come over and Netflix and chill. I lied. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming over and I'm going to explain all of Saltburn. Not only that, we're going to watch it twice because I need you to watch it once, react to it the way you do, and then watch it again and notice all the other things. And I'm going to point everything out to you and tell you what it means to me as a woman and yeah. also as a film goer. <laughs> and as a human. Period. How I feel about Because we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah, we are all Saltburn. <laughs> Put that on a cup. Aaron, Allie yeah. needs a cup. Yeah. And do it with like the little logo, like the Saltburn title. I'm like, the font is like in this movie, so fantastic. Funny. I took a picture of it when I watched the movie in the theater because I wanted it on like the big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to time it right though because I was like, this. <laughs> I know. It, although I feel like they don't really care. Although, like when I've done that in for past movies, it's all been like kind of stupid movies that I'm like, mm-hmm. let me click, take a picture. Also, I was in the back, so like not and nobody could see me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, bathtub scene. For any, I mean, I'm assuming you've seen the movie, but for anybody who doesn't know, Jacob Elordi's character takes a bath, and then Oliver Barry's character watches him jerk off and said bath. And then when Oliver or Felix leaves, he 
uh, Oliver goes in there and drinks his bath water. And that has been a huge thing. I was kind of expecting it to be worse. And then when I saw it, I was like, maybe it's because of all the weird books I read. But this is nothing. Exactly. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, it's a little odd. But I've seen weirder. I've read weirder. There's a Stephen King book or a short story. I can't remember what it is, but she, there, she's a maid and she gets convinced that the guy staying in the hotel room that she's cleaning is the father of her unborn child who, and she has not had sex with this man at all. Um, and so, because God is telling her that this is the father of her child. And so when she goes in the room to clean it, she um, does what Jacob, no, she does what, Felix does no Oliver. There we go. Too many names. She does what Oliver does to the bathwater, but it's not bathwater. It's his sheets. I don't like that. So what I'm saying is, it, for everybody who got freaked out about Saltburn because of the bathtub, don't read Stephen King books. Don't read horror because y'all are. I'm built different. Allie's built different. You guys couldn't handle it. You would have a brain aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, mm-mm. I've like read books where I don't I don't even want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like actually cut the cameras. Yeah, I'm like um I don't want to put myself out there. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, there's girls out here reading freaking crazy stuff I be seeing on TikTok and I'm like, "Are we okay? Do we yeah, maybe need to like, as a book community take a step back and reflect?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's one thing to like, I'll read them I'm like, haha, that was fun for a good time. But then like to read some and then it's like, you actually like that? Like, I'm scared. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Knife play? Knife play? No, That's thank it. you. Mafia play? I'm not a mafia girly. I can't really do mafia yeah. stuff. I know I get I'm not an idiot. I get the appeal of mafia mm-hmm. boyfriends and books. I get it. I'm too much of a like a scaredy cat so i can't i don't like violence like that i'm a consent queen so i'm gonna need you to ask questions before you throw me into a wall you know what i'm saying (laughs) and i don't want to yuck anybody's yums no of course not you do you personal preference i'm just for those that don't know i work as a sexual assault advocate so like when people get raped i go with them to do like the rape kits and get them resources so i've seen a lot of stuff so it's like a lot of stuff triggers me and i'm like nope can't do that you do that so it's like hard I feel bad when people are like oh I'm into this like a lot of people were very into like Oliver fucking the grave of Felix like I saw a bunch of TikToks about people thought that was really hot and I was like it's hard because I've seen like deviations of that but with like living people and so it's like I don't know I don't know it's like some stuff just triggers me and also that scene was improvised yeah I told That's you that, true. which is crazy to me that I'm I'm worried about Barry. What's going on yeah, in yeah. that little well, noggin? Like, it, it, the thing is, it makes so much sense for the character, but I'm also like, "That's some fucked up shit. That's really fucked up." And also the fact that you're okay again, your little dick all dirty, rubbing it in the mud. That's Ew. like ringworm. Yuck! <gasps> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! No! No! no. Oh my god! <laughs> and A decomposing body probably has maggots on it, and you're just like. Nasty, bro. Put your willy in it? No. And that's the th- that's the like thing that whenever people try to say like I don't really think he- Oliver was in love with Felix that much. He had to love him some type of way because yeah, that 
the, the him doing that to the dirt was not a part of his plan at all. He just did that. Same thing yeah. with the bathtub. He didn't need mm -hmm. to do that to execute this whole take out this whole family plan. That was just yeah. something in his little heart and his soul that he felt like he needed to do. Yeah. And like maybe it wasn't even love. Like maybe it was lust. Like he like yeah. lusted after him for so long. Like which is fine. You do you. Yeah. But mm, it's like. I don't know. I go back and forth on if he loved him or not. I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair argument, but I, th I just think that like the, I don't know what level of love, but I think there was enough there. Yeah. For him to react that way. Yeah. Cause he yeah. didn't need to do all of that. He could have just went back home with them after the funeral, but he said, no, I yeah. have things to do. And the fact that that scene was completely silent and one shot yes. for like oh three God. minutes. Insane. That was crazy. That was crazy. Because you said that, like, uh, it was only Barry and Emerald filming that, right? Like, it was, like, all the rest of the crew and cast left for filming that scene? Yeah, they left. I mean, obviously, the, like, the camera and the boom people had to be there. But, like, it was yeah, only yeah. people, like, necessary. That's what you refer to as a closed shot, which mm -hmm. is usually what they try to do with sex scenes. When it's, like, only the people who are necessary to obtain the shot have to be in the room. So, like... Mm -hmm. The DP, the director, obviously whoever's working the camera, the light people, mm -hmm. boom, probably, and then probably like the sound monitor person. But if you are, if your job is not like necessary to make this scene get filmed, leave because yeah. we don't need extra eyes for that. Because what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also for the actor's comfort, I think, too, mostly because that's stressful to have to do stuff like that. In general, but the fact that it's being filmed, yeah, in person, also... a bunch of people around you, like, yeah, I'm glad intimacy coordinators are becoming more of a thing now in Hollywood mm -hmm. because, like, I feel like that's so integral to like making actors comfortable. Because then it's like, then he wouldn't, like, probably if he didn't feel comfortable, he wouldn't have pushed himself to do this scene that like evokes a lot of emotion in both the characters and the audience. So it's like. If he wasn't comfortable doing that, then it, it would have changed stuff. It would have, like, even though it was, like, weird and, like, a little uncomfortable to watch, it's, like, it it felt needed. Like, I'm, like, it made me realize, like, hey, I think he did kind of love, like, I go back and forth still, like I said, but, like, I'm, like, he definitely felt something for Felix. And I think that played a whole part in all this that he chose to put him, like, to go through all this all alone just mm -hmm. to get the power and the money he wanted and, like, leave everybody else who cared about him and who he cared about aside, you know? Facts. And it was the same with the end scene, the dance scene, mm -hmm. the naked dance scene. They had kicked everybody out for that, too. And Barry did an interview, and he was like, I didn't care, and I was able to kind of just do my own thing and explore as an artist because I didn't have any reason to be afraid because there was nobody there. Yeah. The house is relatively empty, like, that's a roaming shot, so I'm assuming they had the camera on some sort of dolly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, like, he could just... And that house is big as fuck, so, like, they yeah. could just do whatever he wanted, as long as he ended up at the table with, the like, the stones and the mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Yeah, I love that. And I love the whole thing where he was like, I wasn't, you know, scared about being nude. I was scared about my dancing. Like, I feel like people are going to judge my dance. It's so cute. I love that. I love the confidence. It's like, sir, your dick is out. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I'm just more scared about my dance moves. And I'm like, 
I love you. I could draw it. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, I see so many TikToks of people making fun of like that scene. And like, most of them have been good. Like most of them are funny. Like, not being mean about him, which I'm like, let's, you know, like this is always a big risk for an actor to take. And like, it was big in the movie and like, yeah, it was a big talking point for the movie. So like, I, I'm glad most people were like, same with the bathtub scene. Like people were like in on the joke about it, you know, like they weren't like being like, this was repulsive and, 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 and you know. And I, and I, I liked that because Emerald has a thing. She did it in Promising Young Woman, which was her first movie she made. Amazing. Where she Amazing. portrays an incredible film. Yeah. She please portrays, please, she portrays men on screen how women get portrayed because there's a lot of shots in this film of just Jacob Elordi looking hot. Mm-hmm. And female gaze. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see men having to do. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, it's nice when they do nudity as well because we mm-hmm. have to do it all the time in movies. Girls have their mm-hmm. shirts off all the time in movies, yep. and it's just not even a big deal. But like the second it's a guy, for some reason, we all get weird about it, and it's like mm-hmm. double standards are very crazy in the film industry. It's sad. It's so fucking sad. Like. Let's, you know, it's like, I remember people made a big deal about, like, that one scene in, um, oh, shit, what's that movie called? Oh, my God, with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Oh, The Star is Born? Star is Born. They have that one scene for, like, two seconds where Lady Gaga stands up out of the bathtub and she's completely naked and everyone made the biggest deal about it. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like we got more negativity about that than we're getting about Barry being naked. And I'm like... Which is crazy. Like, I guarantee you if it had been a woman doing that dancing scene at the very end, it would have been, like, headline Yeah, everything. And, like, yeah, Barry was getting asked about it during, like, press junkets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But they also asked him other questions about, like, his character development and things like Mm -hmm. that. So, like, we got to make it equal somehow, you guys. Like, (laughs) I don't know how, but we need to figure it out. And, like, making him do all this other uncomfortable stuff and, like, pushing that, I think that's, like, good for, like, that plus doing, like, the whole female gaze thing. They really did all those shots where they were, like, look at this sexy shot of Jacob Elordi. Isn't he hot? Like, (laughs) no, no. I think it's, like, that kind of stuff is, like, pushing the boundary for, like, you know, kind of making it equal for, you know, different genders and it's, you know, I think it was a step in the right direction. Same with, like, the whole, like, there was no defining of queerness and anything like it was just kind of like oh they get hooked up now they hooked up like it is whatever it is you know and I think it's like like it's like nice when you can like put a label on something but I also think it's nice when it's like not questioned like it's just put in subtly and it's like this is just a normal world there's queer people around us there's like nakedness around us like it's that's just how it is that's how the real world is so I thought that was vibe yeah. Which is fun. Like, there were other issues at hand, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> had um, bigger fish to fry besides um, a dancing dick. So, yeah. Or this guy really with this other guy. Like, yeah, a whole family. So. Fact. That was great, bro. And then the last scene that we will t- touch on because there were three, like, bullet point scenes of Shocking. people, like, losing their minds, yeah. which was the grave scene. 
the bathtub scene, and then the vampire scene, which we have mm-hmm. not talked about, and we will talk about now. So if you haven't seen it for some stupid reason, I'll tell you what it is. Venetia mm-hmm. is outside. She's in her little nightgown under his Oliver's window. Oliver comes out, and they have a discussion, and somehow that ends up with him eating her out, but she's on her period, so he takes her blood and puts it in her mouth and then puts it in his own mouth and then goes and takes a bath afterwards. And there's this really cool ass shot where it's like shot mm-hmm. under the water. So you can only see his mouth and his mouth is covered in blood. And it's like, it's like coming off in the water. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. So cool. I love that scene. I think it's like so symbolic of that. He's literally a vampire, like sucking the life out of this family. Mm-hmm. The whole time, money, mm-hmm. house, life, everything <laughs> yeah yeah which i loved venetia and all i mean i didn't love but i i was fascinated by venetia and oliver's energy because mm-hmm. he was uh, venetia was the only one that he used positivity to trick <laughs> yeah. because everyone else he was just kind of being a jerk to and mm-hmm. like manipulated them in a very aggressive way but with venetia she was already so broken when he came into this. Like, she has an eating disorder. She's already very um, self-conscious. Mm-hmm. She is... Uh, it's mentioned very early on that she's, according to the mother, sexually incontinent. Which is like, you know, that's her whole thing. Everybody just kind of looks at her as like, she sleeps with all the guys that come here. And that's Venetia. Yeah. So she doesn't like herself at all. And so he, through the power of eating coochie is able to to show her like this thing that you think is gross about yourself I don't think it's gross at all and you shouldn't think it's gross either and there was something even though when you find out Oliver sucks in the moment yeah it's very beautiful and kind of poetic in a weird way to be like I don't care about any of this even she at one point was like it's like the wrong time of the month like I know Mm -hmm. that probably it's gonna gross you out so don't do that and he was like Girl, I don't care. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> bite of that. <laughs> Delicious. Love it. And he used that to like make her feel good about herself and to feel good. And then like was like, you're not gonna throw up the food after you eat it tomorrow. Like you will eat that food. Like that was definitely like I was like, did I hear him right? Like, is he trying to help her? Like, because mm-hmm. at this point I started getting a little suspicious of him and I was like, I like I question his motives for it, but like, he still did, like, he was still doing that to try and help her, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like what you said, because she's already so broken, he probably was like, ah, well, let me cut her some slack. Except when he was smearing the period of blood on her face. That, yeah. I was like, okay, now, now we've gone too far, love. We've gone too far. Babes, babes, Just please. Personally, yeah. <laughs> personally, I don't think I'd like It was that. a bit jarring, love. It was a bit jarring. <laughs> jarring, like, do your thing don't put it on my face yeah you can eat it but i don't want it it's already i don't need it again i am not elizabeth bathory i do not need to bathe in blood it's all right otherwise good scene good scene great scene i thought it was hot especially because there's such a stigma around periods in general yes and just periods existing and having them at all people Mm -hmm. don't seem to like and then the whole conversation of like 
intercourse on your period is a whole separate thing. You yeah. do you. It's not for me, but I do not think that there should be a stigma around it. It's like, Agreed. what does it matter? Just put a towel down, be a big boy, you know? Yeah. Like, wipe it off. It's okay. Or Don't take a bath. Yeah, don't put it. <laughs> do not put it and that's why I think Venetia's bathtub monologue at the end hers is so emotionally charged because I think she does realize that she got manipulated mm-hmm. in the worst way possible which is like using your body yeah yeah and thinking that someone's trying to help you when they're not like no she even says like You've only known him for like six months. You're a stranger. Yeah. We don't know you. Why -hmm. are you trying to be a part of this family? And like she made so many. She kind of ate him up with that because she Mm -hmm. made all these points about like you're a moth. Like you eat you like shiny rich things and you eat through like the fabric of people's lives. And like, you know, we don't know you. You just got here and now all of a sudden you're supposed to be his best friend and you're really distraught over mm-hmm. everything. And it's like you destroyed my whole family and you destroyed my life in a matter of like two months over the summer. Yeah. Which is why when she dies, I, 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 it made sense, but it was also a bit jarring yeah. that cut. A bit jarring. A bit jarring. But definitely like, like you said, it made sense. Like, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I was sad when she died. I was like, mm-hmm. hoping she'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take everything over. But it wouldn't have made sense plot-wise. She was ar- yeah, she was already in a weak spot when he got there. Mm-hmm. So, and you said against her. Which is like, honestly, not that it's trying to downplay anything else he did in this movie. But it's one of the worst things that he did. Like, yeah. He saw that she was mentally ill in many different ways and already mm-hmm. felt like inferior. And like you mentioned that Felix and her have matching tattoos. Yeah. So they're very close. So mm-hmm. he was probably the only thing holding her together. Yeah. And he's gone now. So like, what's the point? So the way that she dies made absolute sense. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of and people orchestrated it. Like literally just did. down the wire, like, down to putting the razors on the bathtub like which i didn't notice at first until you told me that like that's mm-hmm. i thought she like i thought he put that as like a you know to set up to make it look like she killed herself but he gave it's like worse because he like just facilitated it it's like so fucked up because he knew he knew yeah. he knew how to play at everybody's he literally he he's he found everybody's weak spots Farley's mm-hmm. being money. Uh, Felix is being just being Felix. I think. Yeah, I think it's like Felix was also giving, kept giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like he was mm-hmm. helping him even when he was like, "You're a fuck up. You're like a liar and all this." And like then Oliver's throwing up, and Felix is like, "Okay, like go throw up," and held the bottle for him. Like even then, like Oliver knew that his weakness was like almost him like he knew that he his kindness would like get in the way he the mom even says that when they first meet the when he first walks in to saltburn and meets all of them in that room he's like uh felix is like i told you he was good looking and the mom's like well you're nice about everybody so i can't Mm -hmm. trust you yeah like so it makes sense like felix was his own hubris and then venetia was already jacked up when he saw you know and i'm from the beginning like their whole thing was like 
Felix and Venetia are so close. So, of course, Felix always gets mad when he brings a friend over and then that friend ends up sleeping with Venetia. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that also showed Oliver, like, oh, this is, like, her thing is Felix. Like, mm-hmm. and then the mom was just being the mom. Like, she doesn't ever put two and two together. No. And she can get bamboozled because she's a older rich lady. <laughs> and she, I feel like she kind of depends on other people to keep her going. Like, literally up until the moment she dies. Like, she's so dependent on not being alone mm-hmm. that she literally, like, invites back the person who was a possible suspect of the death of her son. So she's not alone in the manor. And then she's, like, literally physically dependent on him when she's in the breathing tube. Like, it's, like, he took advantage of that. It's just, like, it's all full circle. All full circles everywhere. This whole movie's hella full circles. No plot holes anywhere. (laughs) Not in my house. (laughs) Not on my wall. No holes here. I'll patch up everything. Yeah. TBH. And like, uh, well, this is just a fun fact, but um, I told you this, but Farley's hair is based off of Corbin Blue in High School Musical, which is so funny because this movie set in 2007 and High School Musical came out in 2006. So, like, Makes time-wise sense. line, it adds up. Oh, That's amazing. So amazing. The clothes in this movie ate, too. Yeah, the everything was just like thought out, like, and you can tell like they weren't just like, oh, just throw this on. Like they were like, okay, you're gonna wear this for this scene. You're gonna wear this for this scene. Mm-hmm. They all had their own very specific styles. Like Farley mm-hmm. was very like uppity academic, and then Venetia was like two thousands party girl. I've been doing a Venetia smoky eye every day since I seen that movie. Because yes. it's just so easy. You just put eyeliner in the bottom of your eye and then go like this. <laughs> And it's done. And it's, it's done. Look. It's a Luke. Um, and then Oliver is just very unsuspecting. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's normal. Every And I think yeah. that's also a good part of his look is that he looks boring. Yeah. Especially in the beginning when he's mm-hmm. nerdy and, like, alone. Yeah. But, yeah. So I think we can rate it out of foot. Because we both have letterbox now. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't get it earlier, but we have it now. We do, so we can be actual movie snobs, like, professionally now. Yes, yes. Um, I gave it five. Yeah, I gave five. (laughs) Easy. Literally before the movie ended, I was like, this is now one of my favorite movies. Like, I knew right away. It's Salt Burn Love. Yeah, we love Salt Burn. We do love Salt Burn. It's the, I know we talked about the soundtrack a little bit at the beginning, but, like, the reason these songs are trending on TikTok is because they're good songs. Like, minus, mm-hmm. if you didn't even like the movie, if you hated the film, the soundtrack bangs, and you can't yeah. tell me it doesn't. Especially Murder on the Dance Floor as the final song. Amazing. Amazing. Just so, so like, good. It's a g- And then, like, all the songs they played at the party. Yeah. Those, like, techno, like, rave-type songs. Oh, Killer. God. So early 2000s, I loved it. I loved it. And it was such a conscious choice of her to put this movie in the 2000s because that's mm-hmm. such a specific time for looks, for music, yeah. for pop culture, for all of it. Like, she could have set that. Honestly, this movie could have been set in any time period. It could have been 
Because there's even people who have described it as like a gothic thriller, which makes sense because usually gothic thrillers have like a castle and like, yeah, but it's clearly a modern one. So this movie could have been set in like the 50s. This movie could have been set in like 1847. Like you realistically could have put this movie in any time period. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she chose 2007 is so specific, but so perfect. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And you and I talked about this where it it plays to Oliver's advantage that it's in the early 2000s because technology wasn't a big thing. Mm-hmm. Not as everybody wasn't as connected. So he was able to like do all these little obstructions with everybody, like mess with everybody and nobody kind of knew. Like nobody was like, hey, text me. Like Oliver's acting weird. Like shit like that. Like the only time he uses technology really is like, it only plays a part to like ruin things. Like when his mom calls him and Felix answers and is like, Oh, she wanted you to come over for your birthday. And then when he uses it against Farley to like Mm -hmm. send that email about the selling the pottery or whatever. And it's like, I think if it had been set in modern times, I don't think it would have gone down the same way because everyone would have been too connected. Everybody like the phones would have been played a part in it. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, it taking place in the early 2000s it didn't play as much of a part of it and like it caused more it was like it caused caused more trouble than it would have in today's age i think yeah it lacks connectedness which is an Mm -hmm. advantage for him and uh, not that security cameras didn't exist in the 2000s they did but it was mainly for like businesses and stuff like that Mm so because can you imagine if this whole place had been like security everywhere yeah (laughs) yeah uh, oliver you said that but i I literally saw you eating out my sister on the ring the courtyard 46 a.m what the Um, fuck yeah yeah and that's why he's able to just it's all word of mouth how he's able to just lie to people and people just take his word for it extreme gaslighting like major gaslighting and i don't even think gaslighting was a term yet (laughs) in 2000 Like, God, it's just such a smart movie. And you don't see movies like this much anymore because everything is based off of a book or it's a remake now. Yeah. Which is fine. But, like, I give me some original content. Like, the movies that I really have connected with recently have been, uh, like, original mm-hmm. things. They haven't come from anywhere except people's brains. Yeah, exactly. Off the dome. <laughs> Straight out the dome. We gotta write a movie. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be a shit story. It w- <laughs> On my end, at least. You would know the structure of it. I would be like, and then he dies. <laughs> and then she goes up the stairs. And that's it. Like, like how Millie like, Bobby Brown wrote her book. Did you know she came out with a book? Wait, what? It's a fiction book. It's a... So her grandma... There's a... I don't know london history that well except unless it's like the victorian era but there was basically like a when the war was happening there was like stuff that happened like people would go sleep underground in the tubes because it was like where you just like people you didn't have to worry about getting bombed it was like a bomb shelter so like there was like an accident and then like the girl in the book, it like wants to like is like a reminiscent of her Millie Bobby Brown's grandma back in the day, and like, girl, I don't know, but it's like a fiction, 
love story and it's trying to be a thing but i found out that billy didn't even write it she would just sit down with this ghost writer and then mm. relay information and then the fucking lady would write it and then show millie drafts and then millie would read it and be like yeah i like that or no change this it's not a good book i watched someone on youtube read it and review mm-hmm. it and it's not good <laughs> disappointing but that's Although how I'm saying really we bombing. would write it. You would just yeah. tell me ideas and then I would write it. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. But it won't be it bad. Won't be very general concepts. But we can make it work. We can. Saltburn too. We can write Farley's. Farley comes back. It'll be burn salt. Burn salt. Yes. Burn salt. Burn salt. And instead of Coochie's getting eaten, it's going to be somebody's D getting s Yeah. <laughs> Again, slurped up. Mm-mm. What a great way. What a great way to end the podcast. I love that. Um, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram. I sometimes use TikTok, but TikTok intimidates me to post things on. Um, but mainly I'm on Instagram at unhingebookbitch.com.com. <laughs> not dot com, not two thousand seven. She making herself global. Um, no, unhinged book bitch. Um, yeah, don't follow me on my private Instagram because people keep finding me and it creeps me out. <laughs> don't do that, guys. Yeah, please don't. Please Unless don't. I know you, but in real life, yeah, no, thank you. No, just follow no. me on that Instagram. I talk more on that one anyway. I'll be talking about Yeah. There was one time she she loves Outlander, and one time mm-hmm. she posted so many stories that Instagram thought that she was fucking spam, <laughs> and, yeah. and told her she could post for like twenty four hours. I literally got locked out of my account for twenty four hours because they were like, literally, uh, so pissed at me for. They pick at you for everything. They they yeah. really that's your biggest op is Instagram, huh? Yeah, I feel like people must be reporting me because they don't like things I say, which I'm like, I guess it makes sense. Because I do be posting some shit that I'm like, hopefully my workplace doesn't see this, but whatever. So it's fine. It's fine. We'll make it one day at a time. It's okay. One day you'll oh, be like, Somebody's got to say it. Somebody. If not you, then who? Yeah. Who's going to say it? Who's going to check me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where can people follow you? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> they can follow me at It's Victoria Tribble on Instagram. Uh, and the podcast at bad at talking podcast on Instagram too. And we're on threads as well. Both of us are. Oh yeah. I forget. I have that. Me too. I remember. And I post about seven things in a row and then I forget for like another week and a half. I'll like watch a movie and bitch about it or I'll get mad about something and I'll be like, "Mm, I'm (laughs) mad. I'm mad. And then that's it. I forget it exists. Period. I don't even use Twitter or X. Me neither. I don't care. It's a shit show over there. Yeah. Mm-mm. Also, I feel like every time I go on threads, people are really mad. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm already like depressed and anxious. I can't handle any more negativity. <laughs> Me neither. I'm like Instagram and Facebook is enough. And I don't even like to use Facebook. The only reason okay. I have it is to keep up with family. Yeah. And that's it. Fucking sucks. For real. Mm-mm. But anyways. Anyway, you know what doesn't suck is Saltburn. And if for some yeah. reason you watch this and you haven't seen Saltburn, go watch it. Yeah, Knowing all of this. It's yeah. amazing. Emerald Pharrell put her whole Pharrell OC into this movie. Yeah. The shots alone are worth the watch. They're so pretty. 
Yeah. It's just a pretty movie to watch. It's beautiful. And if you didn't like the movie for the content, watch it for the for the everything aesthetic. Else. Yeah. For the everything else. Because she deserves our coin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode that we finally did and is gonna sound good because I refuse to believe that it will not. <laughs> yes. It will sound amazing. It will. And uh have a wait what's my outro fuck (laughs) god damn it (laughs) so much has happened between two days ago when we tried this the last time and now that i'm just like what is life we survived Uh, yeah thank you and congratulations you survived this conversation goodbye (laughs) bye